Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Interfaith Campus. This is the host, Melissa Grumby. Um, This episode, I am excited to announce that we are going to be joined by another senior at the University of Michigan, um, Tanu. Tanu is studying pre-law, and she is going to be sharing her spiritual and religious journey with us and kind of um, a unique mixed perspective on being raised with both a Hindu and a Catholic upbringing. Um, so first of all, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with me and, um, do this interview. And I want to give you a couple seconds to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Tanu. I'm a senior at the University of Michigan and I'm pre-law studying international studies and history. I'll be graduating in the next two weeks. And after that, I will be working at Oracle as a cloud technology consultant not sure the location yet, but I grew up in a couple different places. I was born in New York. I then moved to right outside DC and went to school in DC. And then I moved to Hong Kong for three years, then India for three years. And then I finished off school at the same high school in DC before coming to Michigan. Thanks so much for sharing. Um, I'm sure that living in all of those places and being exposed and immersed in all those different cultures definitely had a big impact on your religious and spiritual identity growing up. So I was wondering if we could start by having you tell me a little bit about that religious, spiritual, or secular identity um, during childhood. Yeah, so my parents were both born Hindu. Um, My mom has always identified as Hindu, but she did go to Catholic school growing up. It was called Convent of Jesus and Mary because her mother was a math teacher, my grandmother. Um, So she was a math teacher there. So all of her kids just went to Catholic school. So she kind of grew up with both um, identities within her. And then my dad was also born Hindu, but he, when he was six years old, his parents sent him to Canada to go to boarding school, and um, he ended up getting converted to Catholicism, so he kind of, I mean, he was pretty young, so I guess he identifies as that as well, but definitely still, like, practices some Hindu. So how did that kind of, like, play out in your household growing up? Were you raised, like, with Hindu beliefs or with Catholic beliefs or... I feel like I was raised, I was very much raised with the idea that my parents don't care what God I believe in or pray to or what like house of worship I go to at all. They just want me to believe in God and they just want me to like, you know, be religious, be grateful every day, like pray to something every day, but they never told me who I needed to or anything like that. So I would grow up going to mosques temples churches synagogues like literally everything because they just didn't really care i feel like my grandparents more so would put the hinduism onto me than my parents but even then they didn't care either so then where do you feel like your religious or spiritual identity kind of is now or are you still in the process of navigating it I think I would identify more with Hinduism just because I feel like a lot of the values and morals that like my grandparents put onto my brother and I were rooted from that. But 
at the same time, I feel like I also am similar to my parents in the sense that it doesn't really matter to me. Like, it's not like I'm praying to Jesus or any specific God ever. I just kind of pray. So you mentioned that you moved around a lot um, inside and outside of the U.S. And I was kind of wondering how that played into your spiritual journey and your current identity and exploration of all your different faiths like did that give you the opportunity to explore that you think you wouldn't have otherwise or I think so definitely because my school in DC was not very diverse at all um it was mostly a white student body and it was mostly Jewish as well I think and so moving to Hong Kong there were almost no Americans there so I got to learn a lot about different countries different cultures and it was just very normal there because it was an international school so they really celebrated it and like any holiday regardless of what religion or anything was celebrated and shared and talked about which was really cool and I was always really proud to like bring my mom in for Indian holidays and she would do a big thing there and everyone loved it so I really liked that because they didn't do that at my school in America and then in India I mean I guess I just got more because my grandparents lived there while I was there for those three years so I got to see them like every day and I feel like I was pretty young I was there from sixth grade to the end of eighth grade so I think that's more when like the Hinduism values and everything um started to resonate with me just because I was with my grandparents so much and it's such a big part of their lives like my grandmother will light an incense every morning and like pray to like the Hindu gods but um, I really think that that's where that started forming for me, for sure. So, um, obviously, like having the exposure to all these different cultures and people and religions um, at a very early age is something that most people don't get. Like, for example, I grew up in like a pretty much predominantly white, predominantly Catholic community, and I didn't have that exposure until I came to college. Um, so how do you think like your experience before coming to the University of Mission Michigan versus like after compares like do you think you still have those like same opportunities in Ann Arbor and on this campus to engage with people like that or do you feel like it's more so limited um I think they try but it's just like a little bit weird like I do feel like for example if there was a class I dropped um two years ago because I just felt like the professor was teaching it in a way that I found offensive it was like the history of 9-11 class and it made me like genuinely uncomfortable because he was like 65 years old he was white the rest of the class was white and I just felt like the way he was teaching it was so not okay honestly and it felt like everyone was kind of looking to me because I was the only brown person in that class even though it was only for two weeks that I was in it and so I had to drop it so I feel like stuff like that I wasn't expecting to experience at Michigan especially from like a professor and I think that's a really good point that you bring up and it's a really sad reality for a lot of college students and just people in general Um, but we make assumptions about people based on the way that they look we think we know how they think what they believe how they act what they want um and a lot of the times, if not all of the time, that is just not the case. Um, and so in specific to you, you know, a lot of students might find support mechanisms and communities 
Um, whereas other times there may be a lot of hostility and discrimination. So I was wondering if you would be comfortable sharing a little bit more about that discrimination that you do experience as an Indian woman, whether that's on campus or just in general. I feel like one thing that um, is really interesting, especially coming to America, I feel like a lot of people kind of assume that I was Muslim and it relates back to um, my grandmother, my both my grandparents on my mom's side actually are from Pakistan, which is more of a Muslim country than India, obviously, but um, because they were Hindu, even then, um, during the war, their house got set on fire at like a very young age, and my grandmother's house at least, she was like six years old, and so they had to leave to come to India, and it got set on fire because people found out that they weren't Muslim, and so I feel like growing up, they were very, very much so scared of Muslims. Like, they just have been because, you know, that's, like, they experienced that when they were so young. And then coming to America, I feel like everyone kind of put Hindus and Muslims and just, like, brown people in general in the same category, which was, like, definitely a shocking experience because I didn't think people would just assume that. Yeah, I imagine that would not only be shocking to get that type of reaction from people, but also probably pretty uncomfortable. So I was wondering if you could kind of share how you dealt with that or what that experience was like for you. I feel like more than anything, it wasn't really me that had to deal with it more so. It was my brother because there's obviously stereotypes about like brown men and Muslim men especially. And like we've seen that firsthand with my brother, like he will always get stopped at security no matter where he's traveling, like always, it'll be a random search. But at some point it's like, it's not random if it's every time. So because of that, you know, like he has to shave like every time he travels, like he has to, like my parents make him. He just has to be a lot more aware of himself in settings where other people might not have to be so aware. So I guess it impacted him more. So your brother Adi, he is your twin. Um, I know when we were talking prior to the interview, you mentioned that the two of you had a very close-knit relationship. Um, and that was due to a lot of factors growing up, whether it was because you guys moved around so lot, because you are the only two children in your family, um, and just because you guys are twins and you did a lot of the same things and were exposed to the same experiences and same ideas at the same time. Um, so I was kind of wondering how your relationship with your brother affected your faith journey at all. In terms of like a community, I feel like my experience was also different because I have a twin brother and so he would come with me everywhere. So I didn't really feel the need to like necessarily turn to other people for that because like we were raised the same, like we have the same, like he's literally always with me, you know? So I guess that kind of stopped me for looking for anywhere else just because I figured who would understand it better than him. Like, we have the same family, you know? And I think that that is a totally fair and valid point to make. I know a lot of people do find value in the community aspect of religion, but religion is also a very personal experience for everyone. And the practices and the way that you might go about that are not going to look the same for each individual. So someone might feel the need to be attached to a religious community, whereas someone like yourself might find that it's a very personal experience and you want to share it with either nobody at all or just the people that really would understand and be able to relate with you about that. 
And that's something that I definitely relate to as well. Um, So aside from not really feeling the need to seek out a religious community on campus, when we were talking prior to the interview, you also mentioned that you felt as if there was like a certain lack of accessibility um, upon first coming to the University of Michigan that kind of prevented you from seeking it out any further. So I was wondering if you could expand on that a little bit. And also, like, I remember I wanted to go to one of the celebrations. I think it was Holi or Diwali for, like, the Indian Student Union or student group was putting it on. And I remember that, like, the tickets were so expensive. And I feel like that's also a barrier. It's like, I don't understand what, like, you know, I feel like that's something that the university could fund or something, especially because there are all these international students. And that probably is how they want to feel a sense of community and home. But it's like, that's definitely restrictive. Right. Um, And obviously prior to coming to the University of Michigan, you had plenty of meaningful interactions with people who were different from you. Um, And my question for you then is kind of, do you think that U of M has offered you the same opportunity and space to engage with others meaningfully um, who are different from you, whether that's, you know, inside of the classroom or outside of the classroom? I know that you mentioned that you don't have a ton of, you know, religious involvement on campus but it doesn't necessarily need to even be religious do you think that u of m provides the opportunity for students to have these meaningful interactions with each other on campus i mean i guess like because a lot of my classes were international studies based just being able to share my own experiences and i feel like that really helped me in terms of the classes i took because like discussion sections and stuff like i just automatically felt like i was more aware of some things considering like you know a lot of people obviously watch like CNN and stuff but we grew up watching like BBC which is more world versus America so that's like still you know the updates I get on my phone and everything are still like international news mostly so just having um a deeper sense of awareness of that helped me contribute a lot to my classes and I feel like the students that I would like hang out with in my discussion sections and classes like were always genuinely interested in hearing about them So that was good. Whether or not this is how, you know, religion and spirituality functions for you, a lot of people tend to turn to um, religion and faith traditions when they're in times of uncertainty or trouble. Do you find yourself, like, in times of stress, whether that's, like, when we were going through the election or just the general social climate through the pandemic or graduation, um, do you find yourself, like, kind of going back to some of those Hinduism values or things that your parents and grandparents have instilled on you to kind of, like, make sense of the situations? Or do you feel like that's not so much how you cope with it? I think so. I think, like there was a point where I was really feeling low as everyone was in the beginning, um, especially because my parents were so far away. They still are. So I feel like after that, I kind of turned more to like meditation, which is very, very like Hindu-based and yoga. And I started doing my like gratitudes every morning, which helped just make me like be in a better mindset in terms of like, okay, this is what's happening, but it could be a lot worse. Like, stuff like that and that's stuff that my grandparents definitely have told me to do and I talk to them a lot and every time we talk they'll definitely say remember your values like remember what we taught you stuff like that so I mean I've definitely been talking to them a lot more since the pandemic because 
I'm not as busy. So I feel like just the combination of talking to them more and also like doing my own journey has definitely been more religious based than it was before the pandemic. And I think that's a really natural thing to do. I think in these moments of, you know, the pandemic where we have no clue when it's going to end or or what the end is going to even look like graduation um some of us have it figured out some of us don't um you know and when we were going through the election that was a really really scary time for a lot of people and i think when we're faced with these circumstances where we don't have the answers um it's a really natural thing for a lot of people to turn to religion and i think that that's also another really great point that you make um, when you're talking about taking up these new practices of meditation or yoga, or maybe they're not new, readopting or um, whatever it may be, um, brings up a really good point of, again, religion does not have to look like the textbook definition. You can practice it in the way that feels the best to you or that brings you the most comfort or is what you're looking for it doesn't need to be you know you have to go to church every Sunday and you have to do this and you have to do that you can find the practices that work for you in your life and that fit with your beliefs and values and kind of use those to to guide you um and I think that that's something that I didn't realize for a really really long time um but something that these moments kind of put into perspective for us. You need to do what feels right for you and what feels good for you. It just makes me feel more grounded and more hopeful because it's like just trust that, you know, you're doing everything right and like God will handle the rest, that kind of thing. It definitely gives people a sense of hope. I think that's why a lot of people turn to religion when they're feeling low. Um, Well, thank you so much for interviewing with me and sharing your religious and spiritual journey and how that's shaped your last four years at the University of Michigan. Um, Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, of course.